0: For now, tune in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.
1: are live at Gaslight Lounge, Chris Denman, Travis Rowe. We have a very special guest in studio today. We'll get to him in just a moment. Big thanks, Travis, to Matthew Ehrenreich. Edward Jones Financial, making this happen today, sponsors the show. He's uh, a big part of our success, yours
0: namely. He's a reputable partner and we appreciate his support.
1: Look at that. That was so professional of you Uh, at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long right here in St. Louis. The great Jay shander Sakar. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here, man. Uh Super Troopers 2 coming out. Director.
2: You said star. You're very excited to be here. <laughs> I was gonna mm, say the same thing. Jay is excited to be uh, here. He's I'd he's like to speak to be for you. Busy yeah. Yeah. What else am I all about?
1: Uh devilishly handsome, <laughs> okay. super talented. Go on. Let's grease it. Yeah. Cubs are, you know, they're a team. We'll do that. Uh we're excited to have you. You're here in St. Louis. Uh, I'm sure it's been a busy uh, I guess blaze of things. Did you just get in? Uh, just flying. I got in uh,
2: two hours ago, and I did the Riz show. Oh, no. Very nice, good dude. Fun. They were they were fun. Yeah, and told then, some uh, stories I probably shouldn't have told.
1: That's typically how it goes. You were in <laughs> Chicago last night. We were just talking about this. Give us a little uh, info on what you did in Chicago.
2: Well, we're you know we're going around the country and doing a seventeen city tour. Uh, I, I'll, I guess we'll talk about this a little later, but the, we crowdfunded this movie, so, right. so we've been showing so those, those people who, who put money into Super Troopers 2. We're showing them an early sneak peek. They right. bought the right to see it early. right? And so we have just have these huge screenings and we go introduce the movie and then we show them the movie and then afterwards we take pictures and sign autographs and hang out and all that stuff. So it's, you know... The interesting thing about it is that I, I'm aware of the emotional connection some people have to the right. film. Uh, you know, we're 30, he's 34 today. It's Travis's birthday day. I'm 33.
1: Perfect age for, for yeah. that movie. Yeah, I, very I mean, much. It's, yeah, very it's been much. a part of, uh, I guess, just social circle since I, I can remember.
2: I yeah, I mean, so we, you know, we wanted to make sure people had a soft landing in the second film. Right. So, I mean, first of all, we wrote 35 drafts of it. We, you know, wrote thousands of jokes. We made sure to only keep, you know, curated and made the right, put the right good ones in. Right. And then I told the other guys in Broken Lizard, I said, you know, I'm not rolling camera until we all weigh exactly the same as we did in the first film. (laughs) Wow. So that when people see the movie, they'll be like, they look a little older, but they don't look fatter and older. (laughs) Right. You know, so soft landing. (laughs) What, has been like, what do people think when they see me
1: if they haven't seen me in five years, Travis? Oh, they will definitely say softer landing uh, because you're okay. the size
0: of many pillows. <laughs> but that's not here or there. Sorry, go ahead. Drew. But no, I was going to say as far as, but I would imagine you guys used that same energy that you had from your following to help with crowdfunding. How was the crowdfunding process in getting to the goal that you guys were looking to get well, to?
2: Well, when we said to Fox, we want to make Super Troopers 2, they said, great. Why don't you guys raise the money? <laughs> We've heard that happens with Suze. There's a great Burt Kreischer
1: story of him walking into Happy Madison with just his life's work on the table. He's like, I'm perfect for this job. We love this. This is so fantastic, and we look forward to
2: your release of it. Similar situation to you. Not so much, but, I mean, they really – I mean, they they said we will release this wide if you can get it made. Okay. You know, and so there's – as much as like we're doing all this do-it-yourself stuff in in life, even with movies, you make independent films. Nobody can really release a film the way a studio can release exactly. a film. They know how to do it, right. and they can book it and get it into every theater. I mean, it's it's a it's a big important thing for somebody to say they'll release your movie. So when we decided to raise the money, we thought you know we w- looked at what happened with Veronica Mars and. They raised, you know, five point eight million dollars or yeah. something, and so, same. You know, we called up the guy who did that campaign and said, "What do you think?" And he, he said, "It's interesting because I, I have, I'm a fan of your film, and I've been sitting here quietly thinking that you should crowdfund it." Wow. And I'm like, "Why didn't you call me?" But uh, <laughs> uh, so he says, "I know where your fans are online." He's like one of those like deep space. Computer nerds. net. Yeah. He knows stuff, right? <laughs> he can find things. You look at his computer, it's like all that jumbly words and all that stuff. So he's Russia, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 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 So right. we, you know, we decided, we created a campaign, uh, which meant we shot about 25 videos and we we're going to drop a video almost every day. Right. But the, when you're doing that, you know, again, people haven't seen us in those characters in a long time. So you really got to like, You've got to, you know, you're, it's really starting the, the, the advertising campaign started when we started the Indiegogo campaign because right. people saw us again and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, they look the same. Right. And oh, right. they, you know
1: <laughs> what from now to, so we're at release. When did you exactly start? How many years ago was it?
2: Uh we crowd funded it in I guess two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's about right. It was and,
1: right. Yeah. Kevin and your partners, Kevin and Steve, came through
2: to yeah, do the and, comedy show. And yeah. so we had a goal of two million and, and that's sort of a you know, you set a goal I mean that's not low, but we it was, you know, we set it there. Right. And we got there in twenty four hours and then uh after thirty days, you know. There was still some giving after the initial campaign ended, but we're—I think we're at about four point seven. Uh, wow! Yeah, and you know, fifty 54- four director get a healthier cut with
1: that. No. He's like, I flew head, Southwest he here, dude. No. Uh, He's like, yeah, no.
2: Fifty-four thousand people put money into it, right. and that's so exciting. It was, you know, it was thrilling. Now the problem was that wasn't enough to make the movie, you know, like. Uh, we needed, uh, at the end of the day, the film ended up being $13.5 million. Dollars. So we needed to raise the rest. Right. And the way crowdfunding works is if you, if you raise all that money and you don't spend it in that calendar tax year, you get taxed on it. Oh, wow. Uh, so we had to go into production and spend you know, a good portion of it on, you know, we basically shot for six days and then raise the rest of the money through private financing. Oh, wow. So we had this like, I mean, we were taking, I mean, it was a high risk move to sure. even try crowdfunding. If, if people didn't crowdfund it, then then Fox would have been like, we're not gonna release, really, nobody wants to
1: see it. It's a punch in the guts, who's
2: obviously very important
1: to you, too. Yeah. And it's creatively, and then also financially getting turned down. Right, that would
2: have been the end of it, right? right? But the other big risk we took was we took that money and used it to shoot six days. Right Now, if we couldn't raise the rest of the money, we'd be in jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? I'm
2: trying to think, like,
1: how does that, ha- like, and then to, I don't like the the prison time is, is is a bad thing, but then also being the guy who played in Super Troopers in a jail, having jailers go, uh,
2: hey, well, you don't want to be, a, you don't want to be a cop in jail, right? No, no, even like, a perceived cop, that's right, that that's trouble. But too. I bet we, you know, I bet we get a good Broken Lizard movie out of the jail time. I think we <laughs> can come up with a pretty funny. Uh,
1: I think we get points on that too because we're part of. The, uh, the right. process okay. is that I, I noticed that too with people that show interest. Uh, I think you walk that super interesting line of appealing to those you're parodying. I feel like you have a good law enforcement following that people are into, like, haha that's great, but then also you have the stoner mentality, or the just there's a bunch of different people that really enjoy this film. Is that the truth, or have I just heard? A, a few good examples. Half of, uh, our
2: crowds, if you go to Helium tonight, uh, you'll see half the crowds are stoners and the other half are cops. <laughs> that's and a, they're sitting side by side. A party in its own, yeah. You know, theoretically laughing at the same jokes. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. I mean, you know, we thought cops would be offended or th- they would arrest us more, with more frequency. Right. Oh, that, that was cute, huh? But, <laughs> but right. they, they they seem to love it. You know, and they, like when we occasionally will speed or whatever, they'll walk up, they'll go, uh, can we take a picture? And wow. there's no ticket, right? <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> the, when I was shooting, uh, Dukes of Hazard in New Orleans, we, we shut down the 10 freeway to do a jump of the generally. And, uh, so I, we had tons of cops. I mean, we were just shutting down so much traffic, Right. right. And You're
1: like, is this okay?
2: Like, you can literally do anything. Well, the, and the yeah. like the cops like, Do you want to drive the General Lee as fast as it can go? And I'll give you an escort. And I'm like, sure. And so the chief of police came out that day and he gives me his card. He goes, son, you get into any trouble down here in New Orleans, you just uh, you give me a call. And he goes, anything short of murder. <laughs> and then he goes, then he goes, actually. Murder's okay for you, too.
1: Look at that.
2: <laughs> Travis, do you aspire to uh, oh, to I reach would, that level? To be
0: able to walk up in a police station, but, so what, I killed a couple white women. I got this business card. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is the goal in uh, life. Literally a
0: get-out-of-jail-free
1: <laughs> card. So, again, just to remind everybody, Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Uh, grew up in Chicago? Yeah. What part of Chicago? Well, Hinsdale, suburbs. Very cool. Yeah. And you said you're, uh, you're a Cubs fan and a Blackhawks fan, and you were telling us about an awesome story.
2: From la- literally last night, I got to shoot the uh, the puck between the second and third periods. They take like a kid out, and uh, and uh, it was a, the bronze uh, ice skating winner. She came out and shot, and then I shot, uh, and the kid got <laughs> got the goal. <laughs> uh, I missed by two inches twice. And Story she, of our she, lives. She missed wildly. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, that's why she's bronze. I mean, but then you know, me. Jonathan Taves. Uh, uh, Apparently saw me out there in my uniform, and then he, he wanted to meet, and so we, we hung out a little bit, and then uh, uh, and then that whole goalie thing happened, where this is insane. the The starting goalie got uh, injured, then our backup goalie got injured, yeah, and the then emergency goalie. They brought in this emergency goalie, thirty six year old accountant. Who didn't give up a goal? Did, seven or eight shots seven, on yeah. goal? Seven shots on goal. He that bought was, them all.
1: What, what's the acting equivalent to that? Ooh. Like pulling the one of the maintenance guys in to be like, okay, we're going to need you to nail this part. Because, again, I was wondering the salary implications. I was like, does he get to join the union now? Uh, like is this part – is he an NHL player because he got –
2: Actual time. I don't know, and then what happens in the next game? Like, is if they if <laughs> right. those He's other the guys are yeah, right. exactly?
0: <laughs> you gotta you gotta stay with it, Trev. Well, then the funny thing is, and if way was explained to us, because uh, the Blues had a similar situation uh, a few months back, where I think it's the emergency goalie for the arena, and it, it's not just specifically play the for both Holes teams. teams the, the, yeah. If it I happened see. to the opponent.
2: And they were down. Oh, really? They could have used him, or they. Well, have, I got it. I mean, I, you know, I don't know Taves that well, but I got it. He texted me, and he goes, he goes, "We're literally playing a beer league guy <laughs> in goal right now." That is outstanding. <laughs> and he's an accountant, and it's not like he's like. Well, he's twenty
1: three, and he played a couple years, and like no, he's playing pickup games That's on the right. weekends. you gonna make a movie about that now? I mean, is that what we're someone
2: someone uh, sent me a tweet this morning and with a picture of Heffernan in that goalie, and said, so this, is, this is your next movie. That's
1: perfect.
0: Now, what yeah. happened in the following you have and having such a cult following with Super Troopers, I would imagine this happens frequently when you are going to be on stage this weekend. Unfortunately, as well-behaved St. Louisans as they are, there is going to be someone or a few who will shout out 20 lines from the film. How do you normally navigate when you're on stage doing your set and you get the people or person who has to. Well, I,
2: like, I mean, you know, it, it's best when they yell it, uh, not in the middle of a setup. Okay. But, you know, people who yell out in the middle of uh, shows are not totally savvy about when to yell.
1: Generally not. They've <laughs> had uh, three drinks with umbrellas in
2: them. Right? Yeah. And that's, it's right. kinda, so it's time to cut loose and they're going to be part of the show. Where They, they like paid. They are entitled to yell it out if they want to. It makes them happy. Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> you don't strike me as somebody that's going to scream for security. I feel like. No, God, It's, no, it's kind of no,
2: uh, I, You work it in, and if you got a boot of I'll make boot. fun of them somehow. Everyone will laugh at them. Yeah. And then we'll move on. That makes, that it's makes perfect It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> do that. <laughs> it, okay, so you're working through this, and obviously we want to focus on Super Troopers too. Everybody needs to go out support that. Since we're past the crowdfunding phase, what. Especially with digital platforms, everything else like that, do you have a hand, and you and the group have a hand in digital releases? Is that all on Fox now? I mean, does the work continue? I guess because obviously we're doing digital releases. What do you mean? So used to be, you would have said, "Hey, I really need to go pimp these DVDs or VHSs." Now, so after you do your theater run and we have the big, you know, oh wow, it's killing it again. Indie movie makes big once again. What is it? What's
2: post? Uh, theater release life like for you? Uh, Well, hopefully we'll get sent to England and kind of do all that press over there. Uh, But once it's out of the theaters, you know, they've got a very good home video department. So, I I mean, they sell it, You know, I mean, this—they sell it to obviously Comedy Central. They—they seem to like our first one, Uh, HBO and Netflix, and you know, and all those in foreign lands. And you know, they really have a good distribution system. Do you play well overseas? That's a big thing
1: now too. You think about it. We play
2: really well in uh, in the in England, Ireland, you know, Scotland, uh, uh, Australia, Canada, Spain, Germany. For some reason. Beerfest maybe help with that. Well, Germany, you know, Munich, uh, when the movie came out, Beerfest Munich tried to ban the film. Really? Because they said this this film makes German culture look bad. I, and I was like, yeah, this film and the Holocaust. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> <right>, it like <laughs> kind of one two kind of two, two, of a two glaring. one, you know. <laughs> but uh, a close second. It's like uh, it flips depending Right, the silly,
1: (laughs) fun, super, just funny movie. Yeah, that's what's going to bring it. Then
2: they were unable to block the movie, and then people um, from Germany have now like become really big fans (laughs) of this film. And like we had, we did a beer fest event in Chicago, and two guys, two huge guys from Germany, flew over to be in the event, and I'm like are you guys faking these accents? You, they don't really German. And I'm like, what are you doing flying over here? Like, it's a huge movie over there. I'm like, okay. You're
1: like, dude, you are from Lincoln Park. I know you just came over this way. So just drop the accent. Like, what are you doing here? That's fantastic, though. But when you create something like those that people uh, tend to, I feel like people get on board with the DIY mentality and they kind of get it to a scene. It's like, I, I better go buy this T-shirt. I better go to this event. Otherwise, we don't get to see great stuff that you put together.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what we, you know, we're a unique situation in Hollywood in that, you know, we're, we write movies and then we're in them, right. right? So that's not really how the Hollywood system works. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll put better looking people in them and then that'll be the movie, right? And so we've we've always had to sort of adopt this, Raise your own money, learn how to shoot, edit it yourself, all that stuff. We had to we had to do that. And because of that, we became good at making movies. And now the movies actually look like real movies. You know, I mean, so it's right. it's like you, you have to know how to do it. A lot of comedy groups get to this point and they're like, We'd like to make a movie, and and then none of them know how. And nobody in Hollywood's gonna be like, Yeah, I'll put you five random guys in this movie, right? So right. <laughs> The movie never gets made because, but the, just the basic lack of knowledge of how to make a movie. Can you give us an idea where the characters are uh, come the
0: sequel, without giving too much away, obviously? But can you give us a sense emotional as growth to, for oh, Super just, I'm just curious, Where will we find ourselves once we jump right back into the sequel?
2: Well, look, the opening of that first movie had a a real like, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this: the opening of that first movie, we wrote it that way you know, we really worked on it hard because we wanted to open the movie well because in the first film we made, Puddle Cruiser, the first nine minutes of the movie are the weakest nine minutes. The rest of the movie is pretty good, but those first nine minutes when people are deciding if they want to see this movie, and then, you know, and it was really a handicap for us. So when we made the first one, we really, really focused. And I remember, but we'd only shown it to about five stoners in my living room, right? So, and they're like- It's a hit! They're like, you're in it, man. And I'm like, Is okay, good. I am in it. Uh, but it wasn't clear whether it was funny or not. You know, and there's all this, you know, for me- for everybody, who does this? There's an immense amount of self-loathing, right? So you're watching I watched <laughs> Travis, it. that you pretty hard. Right. You're talking to two AM radio. <laughs> 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 plenty of self-loathing. I do. Uh, I watched it so many times. I'm like, I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if this opening's funny. The, and 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 then Kevin Heffernan who played Far, he was like, yeah, it's funny. I think it's funny. I'm like, okay. And then we went to the lab the day before we went to Sundance. And we were screening the film one last time. Then we're going to get on the plane and go to Utah. And we screened the opening. And I'm like, stop the the film. And I stood up. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm like, what the hell were we thinking? Yeah. How could we think that this was funny? And why did I act that way? (laughs) I act like Clint Eastwood. What's the (laughs) fuck was that dumb Clint Eastwood ripoff? And so, and then... Kevin's like, I think it's funny, and the and the the color timer was like, I think it's funny too. I mean, you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just roll the damn film. And I just sat there like glum, yeah, looking at it. And then as everyone enjoyed themselves, two nights later, later we showed it in Utah, and it was like they were ripping the seats out in that opening scene. And we were like, oh my god, how did okay. you reconcile with that then? Because I, I, I can understand. You know like what as I As a writer,
0: or director, you can be the harshest critic.
2: I. But- I uh, I cry once a decade. Like I'm totally emotionless generally, (laughs) but tears rolled down my cheeks uh, in the theater. I mean, it was the dark, so nobody saw. Fair. We don't want to. We don't want to crack that. Right. But it was. uh, I. You know. I think the way you reconcile is you say. You know. Sometimes, the uh, the, being in a scene. uh, It it Clouds my judgment. I see. Yeah. You know, it clouds my sometimes. Right. I never really liked myself in the movies, <laughs> to be honest with you. Do you want to join our show? <laughs> 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 but I know, I know it's probably okay. I know I'm still doing fine. I guess. Did it, did it going through that? Process, you know what I mean. Like, don't look to me for. I, I, I know, mean, this is. I yeah. I know th- it's good enough. <laughs> but I would imagine that makes it a little bit. Go interesting.
1: see. Uh, go, to go to Helium for some great, confident comedy this uh, this weekend. But, yeah. That's
0: interesting because this movie now has this massive following, and here you are, the guy at the center of writing. This is what this I'm. Movie. You were. You, you've been a major
1: motion <laughs> film. You direct film. You do your own thing. You have a very unique career path uh and then at, at some moment you said this is shit right right and it like, goes
0: on to be the large, what like one of the bigger independent just, films we've ever seen i, <laughs> I always i was like this
1: too to, do you ever want to like choke your agent or your manager You're like why am i paying you like what are we doing here this is the stuff that i find to be interesting with people at your level because people on the outside are just like they just say oh movie star yeah dude from that probably lives in a giant place doesn't have any real problems does whatever he wants there are so many hurdles that you hit on a daily basis
2: well, even at your success I mean when level. you make a movie you really are saying here's our here's like three 400 jokes that we think are funny right, right. Yeah. and we're putting the story up and we're in it we wrote it i directed it and if it if people don't like it i mean they tell you and they tell you online and they insult you and so they insult you in the press, they insult you <laughs> yeah. in the New York Times. And so the the whole thing of we don't have problems is like, you know, look, we're taking high-risk ego bets, right? Yeah, we're right. like, we're like rolling the ego dice here. <laughs> and sometimes they come up, uh, come up really well, and sometimes they don't. Right. And that's something you just gotta live with, right? I mean, <laughs> no, you know, don't you know. part. Now
0: I'm curious. Now when you did get the the negative feedback or any negative feedback on any of your projects then how how did you recalibrate to react and how did you react when you when there were negative review
1: or I negative told comments told germany about to go fuck themselves
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you really have to just i mean the right way to To do it is to not read the reviews, but inevitably, some friend will. Do you believe this guy said this about you? (laughs) Why? What's wrong with people to do that? To bring your attention to those things? Like, why is that a
1: part of their day? No,
2: I mean, when we put an audience in a room and show our films, there is laughter, right? Right. We know that because I've done it over and over and over and over again, right? Uh, And. You know, like uh, we got reviewed uh, for Beerfest from a, a, a review site called Grandma's Reviews from Arizona. Right. Shout out to Grandma. And Grandma reviews. thought there was too much drinking in the film. <laughs> and and, what was the name of the film? <laughs> Beerfest. And she gave it a bad rating. And I had to live with it. Well, Rotten Tomatoes, Grandma. I don't think Grandma should be allowed to review comedies. Grandma downloads our show, so I'm sure she's uh, Just completely. I mean, on your Rotten Tomatoes score—that's awesome. It's terrible. It does. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't, like, if you, you shouldn't be allowed to be in the Rotten Tomatoes equation right. on comedies if you didn't like The Hangover, you didn't like Ted, Super Troopers. I don't know. Like to Tommy Boy, movies. Tommy Boy has
1: a pretty low rating for as many people as love it.
2: Right. It's that's because reviewers are are writers, right? And right. writers. Are trying to get attention by being a little bit edgy. And so they're trying to take a little bit of a funny pot shot at a at a film. Right. You know, we work for four or five years on this damn thing and this guy rips off a review in like, you know, half an hour probably with a good zinger. I get it. But uh I think you're a writer yourself. I get it. I, I yeah. reviewed a movie once and I insulted it. Uh, and it turned out to be like a, a Spike Jones and Sofia Coppola short. This is before they became them. Oh, okay, all right. And Spike I, I,
1: Jones' underrated performance in uh, in the war movie uh, uh, Three, Kings. Three Kings. Spike Jones is
2: great. And yes. by the way, I, I got to meet Spike and work with him on Jackass Two. But right. I said uh, something about this movie feels like a stale fish or whatever. Right. And I'm like, I I so regret it. <laughs> Because I was trying to be entertaining. I was trying to get this writing. I was writing for, I don't know, it wasn't Spin. It was some other magazine. And they were, you know, maybe they are going to hire me to review movies. I wasn't an established filmmaker. I don't even think I'd made, you know. And I insulted this film. And I was like, what? And then the next week they're like, you need to interview Sofia Coppola oh, of course, for of the sister magazine. I'm like, did you see the review I wrote about this thing? <laughs> they're like, you gotta do it. Well, there's a million Jay Shunder segars yeah, out you're there. You're the she only won't one know it's you. It. <laughs> that was the thing, and I'm like, oh, man. So I call her up, and she's like, uh, you know, it's just like a home video. I don't know that it needed to be reviewed. And then we're, we're having this conversation. I'm like, God, I feel terrible. Did you stand up for your review? No, I said, I said, no, I'm not going to review films anymore. That was kind of a
1: paper thing. Yeah. Is it, is it more, have you dealt with a peer, uh, in your industry reviewing or speaking out about something that you did creatively?
2: Uh, yeah. Stephen King didn't like the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> And he wrote a review Wait, in Rolling Stone for some reason. <laughs> and, what? and what? I got no beef with Stephen <laughs> King until now. Now <laughs> I got to be with Stephen I King. Now I now I say stuff like he kind of writes too many books, doesn't he? <laughs> How could they any any of them really be that good? Right. You know, yeah. the, Sh- the Shining was good, and then you know, The it, Stand maybe. It's been downhill ever since. But you know, he keep. You know, I don't. I don't. I can't ex- I, I can't explain it. I guess I'm that petty that if you come after me, I'm gonna come after you. What if we have a what <laughs> if Hunt says I like I agree? <laughs> what if we have a mixtape
1: like kind of a battle situation where he writes a book called the like the sad director and you end up getting murdered in some gruesome way? Or your is that, likeness. Is that how so. I come off sad? <laughs> <laughs> the ultra confident uh, director, <laughs> comedian, super talented. So, wow. Uh, by the way, thank you for coming here today. Sure, Everybody's got to go out. We've got a great crowd here. Thanks to everybody for coming out. Give it up for Jay here at Gaslight. And uh,
0: now, why we have the mic? Yeah. Um, All you people are drinking before noon, and that is sad and pathetic.
1: (laughs) You all should be ashamed of yourself. And thank you again for coming out and supporting everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, big shout-out to Matthew. You just insult the crowd who shows up? Is that right? Yeah. They're taking time. I mean, look at them. Jay. Just look at it. Well, uh, we certainly appreciate everybody coming out. You have to go show uh, some love at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Go see Super Troopers two. Anything else we need to know about? I feel like you probably have five. Four twenty is now. the official. Four release twenty day. is the got official that. release date. Nice. That's uh, Bree, who's in the back. That's her birthday too. So she there you go. That's, a what be, that's yeah. So thank you for setting Great. that up, <laughs> helping on Travis's birthday today, and then the other member of our team, Bree, back in the back. So, uh, what else you got in the in the works? Anything we need to keep an eye out
2: for? I need to have more than just a movie and four no, stand-up I'm shows. <laughs> I'm not
1: impressed. I'm not impressed stand saw, up dates everything up special to throw at you chris <laughs> listen the seven people and grandma down in arizona that are listening need to be fans of jays like so, i just
0: directed a whole fucking movie what more do you want from me
1: <laughs> well we're looking forward to it i'm pumped to see it thanks so much for stopping thank by you, thank you thank you